0: Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.
1: Thanks for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they are bucked from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons & Dragons. And action!
2: Alright, now this is it. We've
1: gone through 19 different recipes. This has got to be the one that works. I promise you. This is going to make us millions.
3: It's got to be the one. We added just the right amount of mutton. We took out all the sugar from the muffin and added salt instead. There's just that little hint of garlic in the muffin to bring out that savory turmeric flavor in the mutton.
2: You added turmeric again? I told you the turmeric was too strong in the last batch! We were going to switch to coriander!
3: What do you mean too strong? It was a blast of flavor that fit perfectly with the mutton behind it. No! It was too strong! You've ruined another recipe! Hey man, you're just not open to these brilliant ideas. I know what I'm doing.
2: Says the man who wanted to add peanut butter to the muffin
3: mix! Don't get me started on the peanut butter again! That was the best muffin so far, and you know it!
2: Peanut butter doesn't just go with everything. I will end you. Oh yeah? Come and try.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus and I will be your director for today. I am joined by my hot for teacher cast and crew, Ryan McManus. Hi, Wolfgang von Shakespeare, a.k.a. Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo-at-heart musician who, in the moment, forgot that Shakespeare was a playwright and not a classical composer. But he knows Matthias already wrote it down, so he has to live with his mistake. His famous classical composer father would be so disappointed in him. But what else is new? Oof. Anna Brisbane.
4: Blueberry Sky, now going by the university student name of Sky Johnson, who has never been been attracted to a teacher or anything she never really had like proper teachers so it's not like a thing for her she just (laughs) liked problematic shows like pretty little liars so here we are
5: yeah okay sure (laughs) you're you're pretty defensive right now (laughs) (laughs) nigel deacon what up shell aka xander gucci supreme who has no idea what boba is Literally no idea, but he tried it once, got scared when the boba went up the straw and into his mouth, choked, snorted, a couple of the bubbles came out of his nose, and then one got stuck and he had to go to the hospital. So now he's kind of scared of it.
4: What? (laughs)
1: Dude, I've only had boba once, and yeah, it's terrifying. What?
3: No, boba's amazing.
1: Nigel and I were talking about boba earlier. He was talking about how he doesn't like texture in food, but boba bubbles are like the best thing ever. And I was like, yeah, it's because it's like eating eyeballs. And he's like, no, it's kind of like you're sucking tadpoles out of a pond through a straw. And I'm like, that is...
4: Ew. Well, it's not the tadpoles. It's the eggs, right? Pre-tadpoles.
3: The guppies, right? Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm never going to look at that the same now. I <laughs> am Vince Perito. Jet Boulder Chambers. Fun fact, Jet's favorite breakfast food. I'm all flustered now. I can't stop thinking about tadpoles. Jet's favorite breakfast is, in fact, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He just likes peanut butter sandwiches, huh? He does. He really likes peanut butter.
1: Fails. I forget what we call Jet. Oh, uh... He's Scoodles. Scoodles. Mm, Scoodles. Jet the Scoodles Chambers. Let's get right into it and talk about what happened last time. You began speaking with Matthias, the university's owner, about taking a tour of said university. He had the chef Maurice Gourmand give you a quick tour of the main area of the university, and he was given the great idea of the mutton muffin from Jet. He also showed you where a teacher who may be able to remove Xander's mitten teaches, but he would not be on school property today. Maurice took you to Matthias so you could gather some information before deciding whether or not you would want to join the university. You talked about the dangers of speaking aloud about distant travel before Matthias took you back behind the dorms for a small test. Kingsley and Blueberry were put up to this test. Kingsley, unable to do magic of his own, had your help to blast a target, mend a rope, and create an aardvark. Blueberry was able to complete this little test on her own, and Matthias brought you back to his office to discuss you joining the university. Conversation was going well until he crushed a copper piece in his hand and asked if you were working with the Magistrate. Probing deeper into Jet's mind, he found out that Kingsley had been a Magistrate prisoner and was injected with something and he currently cannot do any type of magic. Now knowing you were anti-Magistrate, Matthias swore you to secrecy and to only speak of these things in his office and in their private space their practice space. Matthias described to you all how magic works in the body. People send signals through their nerve ducts to Oberus Synapses, the intersections of the nerve ducts and the magic ducts. While Matthias took some time to trying to figure out how to fix Kingsley from his vaccine, you were taken by Kanu Kolokolokai into the dorms. They were dark, small, and had sharp doorknobs. Kanu summoned the rest of you back to Matthias after a brief moment while Kingsley went to the dorm kitchen. Matthias hypothesized that Kingsley's obris synapses were being blocked by a substance created by the Magistrate and injected into Kingsley's body, just as their intel on the Magistrate had suggested. Matthias stated you would need to shock Kingsley's system, something that would excite the magic inside of him at the same time the nervous system was stimulated to blow out this substance from the synapses. Matthias told you there was one thing he could think of to cause this reaction, and placed down a large tome featuring a floating, rectangular, squid-like monster with eyes at the end of its six tentacles, all glossy and pupilless, matching the large, singular eye in the center of its body. He simply said, “Have you ever heard of anathrix?" Now, you’re all in Matthias’ office, the Nathrix picture and description placed on the table in front of you. And so the scene is set. The question is: what will you do next?
4: Uh, no.
1: I, I can't say I've ever heard of such a thing.
5: Is that something we have to fight, or do we have to, like, put it in Kingsley?
1: Oh, no. Kingsley's much too small. This is a very massive creature. About 15 foot in diameter, if I'd have to guess. Depends on how old you find
4: it. Is this, like, a water thing?
1: Oh, no. It, uh, floats. So, you're saying that there's more than one of these? yes. They are not pack hunters, luckily. Huh.
4: But they are hunters? Well,
1: they are a very dangerous creature.
4: Where do they live?
1: <sighs> well, there lies the problem. The Nathrix is will be helped. Its eyes have intense magical abilities concentrated inside of them. They are not very well documented, as they are a rare creature, but one first-hand encounter, and he starts reading from the page, experienced convulsions and a rapid expulsion of inner magic when one of the eyes looked at it. And he does air quotes when he says looked. If we can retrieve that eye, then we can make an antidote that we can put into Maynard and hopefully free him from this substance that is stopping his magical abilities.
4: So we have to steal an eyeball from this dangerous creature that would barely fit in this room?
1: Yes. Tight. Steel is maybe not the right word. I I would
4: say... Oh, we're going to ask politely?
1: (laughs) Oh, no. I don't think it'll speak with you. Lack of mouth and everything. And we can't look at it? No, you can look at it. Oh. It's when it looks at you is the problem.
5: (laughs) Uh. Great. (laughs) Okay, so, like, do we need the big eye or, like, the little tentacle eyes?
1: I'm pretty sure it's one of the small eyes.
5: Oh. Oh, all right.
3: Easy. We got this. Uh. How many of these little eyes does it have?
1: Six. Three on the top, three on the bottom. Okay. And then the big one in the center, but we don't we don't worry about that one.
4: Are they all the same?
1: Not as far as I know.
4: Do we need a specific one?
1: I think we will need a specific eye. Oh. Okay, well, how about we just have Big Boy over here, and I point to Jet. Just carry the dang thing back for you guys, rather than guessing. Oh, I mean, you could bring them all. You don't have to bring the whole creature You could just take all of the eyes. If you can't figure out which one it is.
3: Oh yeah, that makes sense. Is there a way of doing it without killing it?
1: I don't know why you'd want to keep it alive.
4: Are they evil? Oh,
1: very much so.
4: But are they evil like people think sharks are evil? Or are they evil like they want to take over the world?
1: So, because no one ever, ever spoke to one, we do not know what their motivations are. But they mind control people to do terrible things. They go out of their way to cause pain to those they hunt. They do not just kill for sustenance.
4: Oh dear.
3: So they kill for fun. Yes. So it's going to better the greater good if we take this out. Oh, for sure. Have you seen any nearby? Do you know where they
1: are? So, you see, the Nathrix is not just walking down to the market to buy some wrinkle cream. No, they don't live around here. Have you ever been inside, Vendrea? What? Inside?
4: Are we not now?
1: I mean, are, are you talking like drill down to the core inside? Close. You see, he taps his foot on the ground. Fendrea is hollow. Hollow? Well, not completely, of course. There are tunnel systems, large caverns, but there is air and places to traverse all the way through the plane. Some people say you can get to the first layer of hell if you venture deep enough god i think not more than likely it is just a portal there that can take you to hell but nonetheless that doesn't matter venturing into the underdark is no small task finding a nathrix will be no small task either so you're
3: saying we got to go underground we got to go to this hollow region underground and find one of these in the dark is there any like lighting system in there or anything do we have to worry about that ourselves
1: Some of the creatures down there don't do so well with light. Others just work better when there is light. So a lot of the different cities and stuff have lanterns, torches, just like you'd see here. Wait, there's whole cities underground? Oh, yes. The underground of Fendrea is perhaps larger than Fendrea itself. Oh my
4: god. I fucking
5: knew there were mole people out there. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, this
4: changes everything. You're talking about this really casually? What what makes you think that we are prepared to do this when you just met us?
1: As I said before, our numbers have grown smaller over time. It's not just the student body numbers, but specifically our group. We'll have to come up with a name for it now that there are more people. And he goes, I don't know if I can count on you. I don't know if you're ready. But I have to put my trust in you. If the Magistrate has developed a serum to stop magic users from being able to use magic, they will start manufacturing it on a large scale. We need to find a way to prevent this from happening.
4: Right, and us going in and dying is no skin off your back? Correct. Do you have anything that can help us?
1: I can do my best to come up with things that may assist you. In the meantime, I'm going to need to find an entrance into the Underdark.
4: Underdark. uh.
1: I recommend leaving Maynard here so he can get accustomed to the grounds and we can begin teaching him. His lack of magical connection will only be a hindrance to you all, and if we lose him, then we cannot figure out how to reverse the magistrate's serum. In the meantime, we can at least start teaching him the mindset needed and the proper history behind magic use.
4: Can Canoe come with us?
1: (laughs) Kanu has very specific duties here at the university. He may be able to assist you before going. I will speak with him. Hmm. That's kind of fine by me. Kingsley's been a bit of a ball and chain for the past couple days. You know, I'm just saying. You got to give him the
3: benefit of the doubt. He's been in jail for the last couple weeks. And like mildly brainwashed.
1: So we will work on that as well. As long as it's what's good for him.
4: Can I make an insight check on whether he's just trying to go get us to die? Go ahead. Oh, no. (sighs) Six.
5: You Gotta stop with these, Blueberry. These insight checks, they're never good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He is being rather direct. He doesn't seem that worried about you. If anything, you can see he is dwelling more on the magistrate itself, and finding a way to reverse that serum. His exact thoughts on you, though, are kind of lost on you right now.
4: <sighs> what other choice do we have?
5: Not to be too, I don't know, trusting I guess, but this, uh, I guess I'm leaning away from Matthias to say this. This dude's been straight up honest with us so far. Like, he's not sugarcoating anything. He's basically saying, like, we could die, but this is what what's going on, so... I don't think someone that that wants to just get rid of us would be so blatantly honest about the danger we're walking into.
1: Yeah, he was just super straightforward about us being disposable, and I feel like if he's just straight up going to tell us that, he's probably not going to lie to us.
5: Where do we have to go to, uh, to find this Underdark hole?
1: So, there are known entrances into the Underdark, but... Those routes tend to be dangerous to go through. The drow have implemented blockades in many of the passages and require gold and other offerings to pass through. And and that's only if they decide not to enslave you first. What? So these places are generally not close to Faramore. The closest would be the tunnels underneath Burndarium, though there are theorized to be hundreds of undocumented entrances into the Underdark. If you dig far enough down in any location, you will hit it eventually but that is impossible in such a short time as we are on a time crunch. You will need to find an entrance into the Underdark that already has a connection made, preferably close by. Do you have any leads? That is a good question. One moment. He goes over to his desk, where there is a shelf above it. He thumbs through and finds a stack of papers that is bound by simple string. These are all different papers. Some are ripped in areas, many folded in creased. Others are different shades. Many of them are different handwriting styles. He begins flipping through the pages quickly, and they aren't really in any like rhyme or reason or order of any kind. It gets quiet for a moment, and he skims a page and flips it away, skims a page, flips it away, and then finally goes, Ah, there it is. And he hands you a paper. There have been a few drow seen in Faramore recently. As early as five months ago, but even more recently. You could find them and figure out where they came from.
4: What's a drow?
1: Drow. They are a species of elf that lives in the Underdark. They rule most of the Underdark.
4: (gasps) So would they maybe like me because I'm an elf?
1: Yeah, would she fit in? No. Oh. They generally don't like to speak to those who are not also drow. Are they blind? No. Weird. Xander, you were asking, so he hands this paper to you. This page has a couple of different first-hand accounts written down about people who have seen the drow in various locations. One man with insomnia was out for a walk early in the morning while it was still dark out. He generally goes to hear the loud waves that come out at night to relax himself. He has seen a few times now that a large boat docks at Newport and a group of figures in dark hoods have taken cargo off of this boat and paid for it. One night, he saw one of these hooded figures, and they were definitely drow. Another was a medical account of a drunk man who swears a drow attacked him at night on his way walking home from the bar. He was drunk, so wasn't able to defend himself, and the drow stole the rest of the gold he had on him. The first man, they had like an address for him, and it has since been crossed out. The second person has an address.
4: Wait, why is the address crossed out?
1: He tells you that this person moved away from Faramore, and they have not been able to reach him at the new address since. But you know of the other guy. The drunk guy. I haven't spoken with him myself. This is just what I've gotten from my scouts. Okay.
4: So, I suppose the obvious answer is that the guy who is not drunk is the more trustworthy source
1: if we can find them it would
4: be easier for us to track down the junk guy
1: we
5: could also just hit up the docks in newport and just see if we see those hooded figures mm-hmm.
1: true it is rather interesting that they are getting deliveries late at night that is the most dangerous time to be sailing
5: oh right because the choppy water
1: the moons have all the power i will do my best to assist you in some way but I'm not sure exactly how I can do that just yet.
4: Do you have like drow disguises or something?
1: Or any magical things that you can, you know, just hand us over, lend us?
3: I mean, are they going to be aggressive towards us if they see us following in any way?
4: Well, it sounds like they're going to try to freaking enslave us.
3: Okay.
1: Give me just a moment. I will do my best. I cannot give you any powerful items we have as they may get lost in the Underdark if you are not successful on your mission. Though I may be able to give you something that'll help. He goes and he grabs a scroll off of this shelf. It's completely empty. Instead of using a quill and writing it himself, he dips this quill in ink using telekinesis. It's like a mage hand that you can't see. And he is writing on this scroll. And he hands it to you after a moment. To whom? He just kind of hands it out. Read this, and this can be your drow disguise if you so choose. <gasps> for all of us or for one person? So it is a scroll of disguise self. Mm. Ooh. Who would need that the most? You. Me? Okay. Don't you have to know?
4: It has to be in your school of magic.
1: So, like, I think only Blueberry or Xander... I should be able to use... Oh, yeah, actually, Sebastian can also learn. So everyone but Jet. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Well, unless y'all have a better idea, I guess that's, like, what we should be planning to do. Stake out the ships.
4: Oh,
1: God. You may take that paper in case you would like the address. Oh, thank you. We could check his old residence, the first guy. Yeah. I mean, if we're passing by it.
4: Yeah, where is this? He
1: has a map of Faramore that he shows you. (gasps) Can we keep this? Oh, yeah, I got dozens.
5: Oh, beautiful. Yes! Weird flex, but okay.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he he hands you the map. He draws where the... He says, oh, it's in this group of buildings here. You just have to look for number 221. Then he does the same thing with the old residence of the Insomniac. He points you to where the port is. Oh, and this is my favorite falafel place. And he puts like a small little thing. <gasps> Highly recommend.
4: Oh my God.
5: Nigel is excited. Xander doesn't care.
1: I'm going to say that Sebastian loves falafel because I've never had falafel. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where's the falafel place? It's in the promenade by the market.
4: Promenade?
1: Promenade? Is that how you say it? Promenade? Promenade. Promenade. Promenade? Sure. So this is the promenade. Like Lemonade. Lemonade.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I guess y'all want to go check out that. Wait, what time is it? It's still like 2 p.m. We got time. We should go check out these homies' houses. Which one do you want to do first? Falafel. Okay. No, wait, hold up. That's on the way to the to the to the port. We should go to the other places first.
1: Oh, so then we can
5: stop by for dinner. Exactly. We get the falafel
3: for the steak out. Do you think we should go to the drunks first? You know, it's early afternoon-ish. Yeah, I mean, that's on the way. He might not be drunk by now. I mean, if he's a professional, he'll he'll be drunk.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so, alright, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, why don't we Here, I'll draw on the map the way that we will go. All right, so we will go through the college town just to see what it's like. And then go up and around, back down across the bridge. Skirt, skirt around the cathedral. Go to the drunk man. Then we'll go across the bridge that's behind the drunk man's house. Skittle-daddle-dune down this this big road. Get to the insomniac house. Go up to the falafel. Get whatever the fuck that is. And then go to the stakeout spot, which we should maybe pick out, I think, maybe like right on the dock that's on the farthest left, maybe, I don't know.
1: Or do we want to do that one in the middle before it does the corner, and then we can have two and two watching either side?
5: Yeah, alright, so we'll be in that center one, two will be facing the north, two will be facing
3: the south. Are you leaving right now? Or do you have other plans at the university? Uh, I mean, is there anything else that we need to do here? I think we should just go. We, We need to talk to Kingsley first.
4: Just, um, you know, Matthias, if you see Maynard, just update him. We're out looking for information.
1: Oh, so you're not going to bring Falafel back for everyone? See, so he had just written down his order on a piece of paper?
4: I mean, we could do that if you give us the money.
1: And one scroll. I already gave you a scroll. One more scroll of a more fun things. I can't afford that. Okay, so even trade then, no money. I want to blow something up, Matthias. Fireball, baby. <laughs> Give me persuasion. Yes! <laughs> 18. It doesn't have to be like crazy powerful, Matthias. Just something, little explosion. You know, a little firecracker, tiny mortar. The bigger the better. Dear, this kind of blows things up, but like not in the way you want it to do, okay? I don't know what that means. He gives you a small key. Okay.
4: Maybe it makes things go viral.
1: Hype? I have a new song (laughs) dropping soon. No, no, uh, it's not a disease. You don't have to worry about viral, no. But it will open locks, so if you do get enslaved, it should help. Just any (gasps) lock? lock? How does it work? That's pretty dope. So this is a skeleton key of knock, and you're going to roll a D8 for me and see how many uses of knock you have. This falafel must be delicious. Eight! Oh, my God. I knew I knew I shouldn't let you do eight. I was going to do six, and I was like, that's still too much. I don't know why the fuck I just did that. All right. Ah. Because of how this works, it does need a visible lock. So if you find something that doesn't have a lock on it.
4: With a keyhole.
1: Yeah, it's got to have some sort of keyhole.
4: All right. Hand over your
1: order, Matthias. What do you want? Kanu really likes the, uh, the falafel fries. You know you can get something for your friend too But this is just for me and Kanu It's like our normal order
5: Alright Is it open all night though? Cause like we're gonna be staking out at midnight Right?
1: Oh yeah It's like the insomnia cookies of falafel They deliver until like 3am Damn this is gonna be a long night Should we nap now? I mean if we're breaking into houses Possibly We should let it be dark anyway Right? I'm down to do a quick cat nap and night shift this. Technically not allowed, because you're not allowed to have too long rest within a 24-hour period, but, like, I'll allow it, because, like, the last few have been travel montage. So I'm okay with that.
4: I don't know. Maybe I don't need to use my powerful magic.
1: I'll leave it up to you.
4: I'll just cast, like, Pass Without a Trace once, and, like, that can be it.
1: All right. As long as you think we'll be okay.
4: Well, we're not going to look for any trouble, right? We're just trying to get information.
1: I hope not. Right, right.
4: We're not going into the Underdark tonight.
1: At the dock, though, it might... Uh... Docks are squirrely. That's where all the bad things happen. That's where I bought drugs.
5: <laughs> if we're at the dock, I don't think the drow are just going to like be like, oh, yeah, so this is how we get down there. So we might have to uh, persuade them, wink, wink, into telling us where we got to go.
4: I think we should go now.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Matthias bids you adieu. And you leave the university and wind down the road, passing the guard tower that Kanu came out of before to greet you. You make your way back to the main avenue and continue downward to the main island of Faramore. You make your way down into what you know is the tranquility sector from where you got your haircuts. This area is pretty hopping, even though it's only 2 p.m. There's lots of people around. It's a nice day out. You hear some college kids playing some drinking games behind one of these nearby apartment buildings. There's no class on Tuesdays, so a lot of these people use Tuesdays as their party days. And you continue down. There's some shops and stuff. Nothing super out of the ordinary, nothing super exciting. You pass by cost Choppers on your way back to that main avenue. It's mostly residential out here with the occasional inn or eatery on the way. But you do end up at a large bridge that goes over one of these two rivers that create the main island of Faramore. To your right is upstream, this is basically where you've been coming from. And to your left is a beautiful view of the sea to the south where waves are coming in. You can see seagulls circling around some ships that are docking into the port just at the edge of this island. And there's plenty of foot traffic going across this bridge right now. Continuing into the city, you wanted to go behind the castle, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're basically following this stream that you were coming up. Just this nice little like nature walk. You got a lot of trees, a lot of grass. And you head behind what looks like to be a brand new temple that has been recently built. It is right next to this large castle with these white bricks and aquamarine roofs. The temple matches this, but the architecture is very different. And you can see that on the back of this temple, as well as on the front, it has a single large circle in the center and two smaller circles underneath into the side of each one, representing the three moons of Fendrea. Oh. Going back behind this castle, you see a bunch of town guard who are all wearing these normal plate metal and they have like these aquamarine accents. This is like where the barracks is, and they are doing drills out in the yard. Before you head over to a set of residential buildings. This is a wealthier side of the neighborhood. There is pretty nice buildings here. The one that is the address is a smaller-ish building. It looks like it is two residences, one on the ground floor and then one above that you need to like use a set of stairs to get to.
4: The drunk lives in the bougie side of town?
1: There's plenty of rich drunks out there. And you have found the house.
3: Can I just do an investigation check to see if it looks like he's home or not?
1: Yeah, give me perception. Nat 20. The shades are drawn, which is kind of weird, but there is light coming from inside, like a flame of some sort, but it's rather like dim. It doesn't look like it's that bright.
3: Is there just one entrance?
1: Well, I mean, there's like windows and stuff. You'd have to go around back to see if there's like an extra door or anything, but there is just this main door here. I would like to approach the door
5: and knock on
1: it. Moment later, the door opens. There is this half-elf man, eyes mostly closed. Looks like he's hurting a little bit. He's dressed in pretty nice clothes, kind of like partying clothes. First thing you smell is alcohol. Oh, it's bloody bright out here. What do you want? Oh, what's
5: up, dude? Seems like you probably had one hell of a night or morning, whatever. Um, Hey, we are uh, we got a couple questions about something that happened the other night.
1: Oh, no, I-, I promise it wasn't me. I promise it wasn't me. I didn't do nothing. I didn't
5: hurt nobody. No, 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 no. Nothing like that, bro. We-, we heard that you were the one that got hurt. We heard that you got attacked by some drow the other night.
1: Oh, no, no. Yeah, that happened. I was real drunk. I could have taken him if I hadn't been so drunk. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I could have taken all three of them.
2: No, 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 I believe you. I believe you. Three of them. Yeah, they weren't that big. I promise.
5: Sorry. We're with the uh FBI. Um so <laughs> we're just doing a little bit of investigation. <laughs>
2: the Faramore Bureau of, of investigation. investigation. Oh.
5: I did not know that was a thing. we're kind of a secret thing, so you got to keep this hush hush. But we we're just like trying to catch these dudes that that did this. We think it might be a part of a bigger event, you know?
4: How did they attack you? Did they use physical weapons, or did they have magic?
1: So, they all had weapons on them, but they, they just beat me with their fists. Oh. Knocked me out real good. Right into the bushes. Where did this happen? Alright, so I was there, minding my own business. Just walking home from the bar. The goblin goblin. Heh. <laughs> they attacked me in the streets. I Like I said, I could have taken them, but that was
2: a celebrating night, so it wasn't myself. Couldn't see straight. Stumbling pretty good. You know, this is over by Newport.
5: Mm, interesting. And and you said it was like late at night, like midnight, or like more like early morning, like 3, 4 a.m.?
1: Midnight's still during the
2: day you
5: silly.
1: <laughs> what? Late at night is like 3. Midnight's an early night.
5: It's not like during the day, but it's just like early for you. All right, I got you. I got you, bro. <laughs> I understand. Why are you looking for him? That's classified. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just know that we'll, they will be apprehended and be reprimanded.
4: Hopefully, we can get your money back.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, you know. Um, uh,
1: he takes a second.
2: So you're funded by uh the Fairmore God, yes?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, Xander. Yeah, sort of. Open your shirt and show him your badge.
5: Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll, I guess, open my shirt, which is just <laughs> bare skin underneath. <laughs> 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 I open my Gucci shirt and present.
1: Yeah, as as he opens it, I'll cast press the digitation to make a small symbol appear on the inside of his shirt, which is just a very knockoff Faramore FBI badge. Oh, well, uh,
2: if you are funded by them, I'd gladly take a donation to tell you where they
1: are. That did not go how I planned.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll flick him a gold.
1: Oh, uh, I was thinking a little more. Like 50 of these. How about falafel later?
2: Not quite a falafel fan myself. Hmm. All right, one moment.
5: Do we have any empty vials? Does anyone have any like empty like... I can pour out my poison. <laughs> uh, that might be a little risky because I was just going to i was gonna do something okay do you want it sure yeah fuck it dump the no no that's a bad idea i don't (laughs) want to kill this dude um (laughs) all right i'm gonna pull out the bottle of suspiciously strong ale how about i give you some of this and then you tell us what you know
1: listen i like me some beer never seen that brand before don't know how great that'll be and uh i can get that anywhere if you haven't
5: seen the brand before, how do you know you can get it anywhere?
1: I can get beer anywhere.
5: Oh, this is stronger than beer, my dude. This is suspiciously strong. Interesting. Look, I, I, let me let me tell you a quick story. I I took just a little bit of this the other night, knocked me flat on my ass. And let me tell you, it's not my first time at a kegger. I went to college. Did you go to Kevin's? Uh, no, no, no. It was it was a non-credited school. Oh. But the the less creditation a school has, the more drunk their students get. So when I have one (laughs) sip of something and I'm knocked on my ass and I'm seeing frog people, like, you know, this is something strong. So
1: frog people, you shouldn't be seeing frog people. People said I was crazy for seeing the drought, but I saw them, saw them myself. Oh man, really? Where did, where did you see them? That's kind of crazy. Give me a deception check. 23. Damn.
2: Oh, I already told you. I saw them. They were right at the docks, headed to the lighthouse, and, um,
1: oh. Keep the gold, my guy. (laughs) Pleasure doing business (laughs) with you, my dude. Wait, wait, wait. Listen, listen, listen. Okay, okay. Now you, you have the advantage, but I'm willing to make you a deal still. All right? If you help me by bringing me some of their ears or something. Ew. Something that I can show to the guys at the Goblin Goblin and make it look
2: like I got me revenge, I'll give you some gold. I don't got a lot, but if you're taking them out anyway, I'd be happy to pay you for a little extra trouble. Would teeth be all right? Do drow teeth look different? Yeah. <laughs> then if they look like drow teeth, I'll take them. All right.
4: But then are you gonna tell your buddies that you chopped off these ears? Like what? Yes,
5: I just want me revenge. <laughs> Sky, it's fine. It's fine. Just let the let the dude. I have could it.
4: have taken him at
1: any time. I just I was I was very drunk. It was a celebrating night. We we know, buddy. We know. We know. It's it's all. Right. <laughs> we, we we believe you. <sighs>
4: what were you celebrating? Wednesday. Okay.
5: All right. <laughs> it is hump day. We've all been there.
4: <laughs> What's your name?
1: Fred Ben. Fred Ben. Fred Ben. Fred Ben.
5: Fred Ben. Fred
1: Ben. Fred
5: Ben. With an N or a D.
4: Ben. Fred ben. Fred
5: ben? Yeah. Fred Ben?
4: Is that short for like Frederick Benjamin or?
1: No, 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 no. It's it's the it's the first name, Fred Ben.
4: Oh, okay. Uh, it's, it's,
5: like,
1: it's like one word, like ludicrous. What's your
5: last name? Is that like French or something?
1: Don't know what French is. <laughs> My last name, though, is Scott Bob.
3: Fred Ben Scott Bob? Your parents are cruel.
4: Okay, Mr. Scott Bob. Thank you so much for your cooperation. We'll be in touch. Bye. The
2: tooteloo
4: <laughs> Fred Ben Scott Bob? What the fuck? Is
5: that Anna or Blueberry saying that?
4: <laughs> Both. What <It> is <was> blueberry? <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay, so he said that it was down by the docks, which checks out with our other stuff mm-hmm. and that they were heading towards the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. So that's new info.
4: Do we know where the lighthouse is? Yeah,
3: how far away is the lighthouse?
1: It's nicely put on the map. Oh. oh it's even got its own little label on the map that Matthias gave you, and it's Tolaby's lighthouse. Oh. Tolaby?
4: So the docks are on the southeast corner of the island and the lighthouse is the southwest corner.
1: Do do we even need to go to the docks then if we know if we know where they ended up?
5: What if it's like a red herring? We should probably check out the docks just in case tonight. We don't want to be you know, fucking around at a lighthouse; those things are always haunted.
4: Yeah, but at least now we know maybe to focus more on the southern portion of the docks.
5: True, true, true.
1: true. The lighthouse is just right down the road. If we wanted to check it out while we're here,
4: yeah, yeah, we can yeah, on I the mean, way. Yeah, we,
3: I mean, we we're planning on walking by there anyways. So yeah. According to this map, we're gonna walk right by it. Maybe we check it out for a second on our on our way. Yeah, yeah. You know what, y'all y'all making some good points.
1: To the lighthouse. You have to go across another bridge to get back to the main area of Faramor. And just on this southwestern corner of the island of Faramore is the Tolabe Lighthouse. It sits pretty close to the edge of the sea, and it is getting a bit more sandy in this location. The lighthouse itself has a small rectangular building built into the base, and the actual tower of the lighthouse is a corner of this building. You can see an area where a flame would be lit at the top of the lighthouse, The building at the bottom has a small door on one side, as well as on the eastern portion, it has a large set of double doors made for bringing, like, carts and stuff into the building itself. Think, like, loading dock.
4: Suspicious. Immediately suspicious. I've been to lighthouses that are, like, tourist attractions, and, like, you're allowed to go inside and Check it out. Do you think we're allowed to go inside?
5: Yeah, those ones are always haunted, like literally every <laughs> single time they are haunted. I have pictures of haunted lighthouses and you you can see like how haunted they are in the walls. Anyway, was there a window that we could look in? Can I take a peek?
1: I'll go peek up with them. There is not a window associated with the tower that goes upwards. There are some windows along the like outside of the upper tower, but on the ground floor there aren't. And then there is a bunch of windows in this main building on the bottom. Xander will be looking in the, the main building, but
5: Namora is going to fly up to the other windows or I'm going to tell Namora to fly up to the other windows on the tower to like look in there.
1: So Xander and Sebastian are running up to the window and then you are sending Namora up the lighthouse. Yeah. Let's start with you and Sebastian. The inside of this building is real dark. There's only a few windows, and that's the only light that's coming in. There is a desk here with some papers on it, an area for the carts and horses and stuff to come in. It's hard to see from where you are, but there's like a pile of hay for the horses to eat, some crates and barrels. Some of these barrels, as you're looking, look very specific, though. They have wooden tops that are nailed in with these large, shiny bronze nails, and they're wrapped many times with brawn hoops to hold together the wooden staves. From where you are, you can also see a door here that leads to the lighthouse tower.
4: Did you say there was a desk? Yes. That's information.
1: There don't seem to be any people you can see right now.
3: While they're looking in the windows... Can I just take a walk around the lighthouse to see if it looks like there was anybody that was here recently or any common paths that have been taken?
1: Roll me investigation as you're doing a quick walk around. 16. You see that for the most part, the area with the double doors on the eastern side, that is actually more traveled than the small path you walked up to this front door.
3: And nothing nothing around the other sides? No.
1: Okay. Xander, Namora, on the other hand, begins looking in. The top of the lighthouse, it's not huge. This isn't like a huge, huge lighthouse. The landing he can see from this window is completely flat. There is stairs that continue upward to where the area where the fire in the lighthouse would be burning. He cannot see that area from this window. Because there are dozens of tarps all hung along the walls and stretched out along ropes to create a makeshift ceiling. You can look through his eyes, right? Yep. I can see what he sees. So you, you can actually see that there is like sunlight and stuff coming in from between some of these holes. But this whole room is relatively dim. You can see to one side there is a hole in the ground. It looks like it's supposed to be there. It doesn't look like it's cracked or anything. And there is a crane and pulley system. And it looks like this is how they transport goods from the bottom of the lighthouse all the way to the top. A quarter of the circular room, you can see, has been converted into a makeshift prison. (gasps) It is like one large cell with these shoddily made cages with manacles built into the walls to hold prisoners from where you can see by the door to this cell are crates and barrels of fruits and vegetables. They're not like ripe or anything, but they haven't gone bad yet as well as like a water trough with some water skins next to it. There are currently no people or prisoners in this makeshift prison. There's just these manacles hanging from the walls. So I'm going
5: to relay all that information that you just said to the group. Oh my
1: god! Why is there a prison? That sounds like a
5: big deal. Alright, so, stay with me. I think we should break the fuck in right now, and see as much as we can see inside, because, like, we gotta know what's in that hole. That might be what exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. I mean, no one's down here, and no one's up there. Right, 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 right. So, like, now might be the best time. If these people don't like the dark, then during the daytime is is when we should fly. Yeah. Can you have your buddy stay out here so we have a lookout? I was thinking that I'd send him down, down the hole as far as he can go just to see if he can see what's going on down there.
4: Jet, did you tell us about the more trafficked big doors?
3: I mean, I would have.
4: Do you think we should go and try windows or I think we should try the big doors before the little door because maybe the little door is trapped, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Mm. Solid, solid.
4: But maybe maybe we could figure out a window. I'll, I'll s- try to see if this window opens somehow.
3: Can we kind of go around and just check all the windows? See if they open on their own?
1: Yeah, the, the one right in front of you, you see has a latch on it. And it's just not done right now. And you easily just... Whoa. <gasps> well, that was easy. Beautiful. Oh
4: my god.
3: <laughs> we did it, boys. <laughs> Everyone in, real quick, before anyone sees. Let's scamper in.
4: There's no one watching us.
3: Give me perception.
4: 3020.
1: Blueberry. The lighthouse is relatively off this main pathway. It doesn't look like anyone really goes this way, and there's pretty good tree cover here. So no one seems to be looking directly in this area right now.
4: Okay. <laughs> So we could pass without a trace now or I could save it for the evening. It only lasts for an hour.
3: We should save
1: it. I think so too. You can probably only do that once, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with Jet.
4: Okay, okay. Get in before someone shows up.
1: Hey,
3: I'll be boosting everybody in.
1: Thank you, Jet. So are you guys trying to be sneaky as you go in? Yes. Give me stealth checks.
4: 12, 6. 16.
5: 19. Wow. Xander's so noisy. It's the beard. He's all <laughs> flustered from having a full beard again.
0: Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.
4: Okay. I'm going straight for the desk.
1: So, Blueberry, with your active perception of Dirty 20 as you're going in, Xander, what do you do to make a little bit of noise?
5: As I went through the window, I tripped and fell
1: directly on my bag of batteries and broke three. Oh,
2: Oh, no. no.
1: You make a lot of noise hitting the ground. A little bit of dust pops up because this isn't the cleanest place. But Blueberry, as you hear that, you hear coming from the tower in the southwest corner. There is some quiet, shuffled movement.
4: Shuffling in the tower. Someone's here. Do we hide? Hide. Hide. Hey. (laughs) I want to hide behind these barrels.
1: You guys get a moment to hide. You can choose to roll your stealth again. Ooh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I sure am going to do that.
5: (laughs) Oh, that's so much better. Eighteen.
4: God, 12 again.
5: Oof. Damn. All right, I'm hiding underneath the scribbles in the top left corner.
1: Can I action movie prepare an action? What do you mean action movie prepare an action? <laughs> I have my crossbow out like pinned up against the box, with some hay next to my knees, and I'm just ready to just come out from cover and just and start blasting. <laughs> but only if Blueberry is noticed.
4: I'm definitely kind of having my hands up and I've like little thorn whips kind of swirling around in my palms.
5: I've got the arcane
3: pistol, even though it's (laughs) literally just shooting eldritch blasts for me. And I'm just sitting under a table curled up in a ball.
4: (laughs) Can (laughs) you fit under the table?
3: I don't know. Can I?
4: (laughs) What was your stealth check? Uh, 16. Okay. Okay.
5: Shield in front of him. He's completely hidden.
4: What's that shield doing down there?
1: (laughs) From this doorway, you hear, "Hail! there's someone here. I heard something. What are you talking about? There's no one here. Wake Zelda's mirror. We must check it out. And after a moment, you see a tall, thin, very dark-skinned elf come out from this doorway. This is a male elf. He's brandishing a singular sword behind him comes a female who has a crossbow and behind her comes another female who is in robes and she has a staff of some sort and you can see they come out slowly at first and as this male in the front turns around this corner you guys can have your held actions.
4: I would thorn whip out at the first person I saw, which was that guy <laughs> coming around the corner. Have thorn whip right at him. We're not gonna sit here and wait. Oh no!
1: <laughs> Roll uh, rolling here to hit uh, with advantage. You're hidden.
4: If I felt like we were better hidden, I might have tried to wait it out. But I'm like not confident about my hiding spot. <laughs> Twenty three to hit. Twenty three hits. <laughs> One piercing.
1: Ooh. <laughs> Well, that's our cue, so let's start firing. You can see that this guy, even though you were ready to do this, he had already clocked you.
4: Yeah, I had a feeling.
1: When he came out, he immediately looked where you were.
4: That's why I panicked and just
1: looked <laughs> forth. Are you bringing him forward?
4: Yeah, I'll drag him 10 feet to me.
1: Sebastian, give me your crossbow bolt. Yep. Do I get advantage too? Yes. Who are you going after? same guy. Uh, 16 to hit? Uh, hits. And that's eight piercing as I just peek behind the corner and get spooked by her vines and I just shoot. She pulls him right into your bolt. Ooh, Timo. Ooh. Ah, oh, shit. I thought I was going to miss. Thanks, Bloopy. <laughs> and Xander, you also had your pistol out. All right. I'm
5: going to be aiming for the the guy in the robes in the back. Girl? Guy? Girl. 22. Yeah, do you damage. I do
1: 7 damage. You do 7 damage. She yelps. You can see that she has this glow around her. It's this very dark, misty fog, but you're able to just penetrate right through that. Everybody roll initiative. Uh... Oh, oh. 11. Ooh, 16. Okay, I'll take that.
4: 18.
1: 10. Blueberry, you are first up. You pulled this guy right into a little crossbow bolt. You can see he took a second. It had just gotten him right underneath. He's got like this studded leather on and he takes a second to pull it out and you have just enough time to react again. What are you doing on your turn?
4: I'm going to step five feet to the right. So I'm a little bit out from the barrels, a little closer to jet, and I'm going to thorn whip him again.
1: Give me an attack roll.
4: Yeah, 24 to hit.
1: Very much hit.
4: Four piercing, and I'll pull him 10 more feet.
1: Pull him 10 more feet.
4: And then as my bonus action, I'm going to wild shape into a white dire wolf.
5: (laughs) The wolf comes back.
1: So you are now a white dire wolf. You can see this guy recoils a little bit, is not expecting that.
4: And I'll move a little bit closer to Jet.
1: Sebastian, you are also prepared. You were ready for this. You and Blueberry are a tag team in this guy. It is also your turn. Okay, uh I see Blueberry keeps pulling everything forward. I don't know if we we want to keep that guy here, if we want to make him run. So I'm gonna look back at the other two assuming that Blueberry and Jet are going to take care of the the guy with the sword since Blueberry's kind of pulling him off into the corner. So I'll look at the next guy in line, which is the Crossbow Lady, and I'm going to do a second level Dissonant Whispers. What kind of save is that? That is a wisdom save of 14. That passes. Dang it. You still take half the damage, I believe, but you don't run away. And I'm just going to pierce into her head. Don't worry. Me and my friends will put you to sleep. You look drowsy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 15 total, so half that. That is the male drowse turn that has been pulled. He is angry. He is running right up to her. You do not belong here. You should not be here. He comes up and swings his short sword. Does an 18 hit. You're going to take eight piercing damage and three poison damage. Oh, no. Oof. Oof. You can feel almost like a sear. It feels like it burns as he slices at you. He's able to slice the one side of you and he comes back around again. That is only a 12 to hit. No, a duck. Nice little swift duck. Xander, you're up. All right, so as my
5: bonus action, I'm going to start with Hex on Lady that I attacked before. Just goes right on him. Perfect. And that deals an extra 1d6 of necrotic damage when I do attacks. So let's quote-unquote reload and then Eldritch Blast again. Give
1: me an attack roll. 15. You can see this is going right for her. And she takes a bunch of that fog that's kind of swirling around her and she shoves it upward in front of her right before it hits. And you can see your Eldritch Blast fizzles around her. What the fuck? Man, it's some bullshit.
4: (laughs) Xander says (laughs) out loud.
3: (laughs) She's cheating, guys. Then that is
5: my turn.
1: All right, Jet, you're up
3: all right so i'm curled up under the table so i'm gonna try to run out from under the table and go right towards the elf that is right next to blueberry and kind of as i'm coming up i I just want to swing my hammer up towards his jaw basically
1: oh gosh so you're coming basically like right out from under this desk swinging upward as you're standing
3: up like an uppercut with a hammer Ooh. yeah yeah exactly exactly and if any teeth do pop out in the air, I want to try to grab at them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Give me an attack roll
3: first. That's eight.
1: And an eight's not going to hit. Damn. As you're standing up, it's just not very helpful. He was already looking that way, and he was off balance a little bit after missing Blueberry, but he was able to control that and duck a little further and out of the way, and your hammer just misses. Damn. You got any bonus actions or anything you want? Uh, no, I'm going to hold it. That is the crossbow woman's turn. She's going to move a little bit closer into the middle of this room. She's going to take a knee, and she's going to aim towards Sebastian. Oh, God. A little bit of a crossbow duel. (laughs) And as she does so, she says, I might be a little tired, but I'll put you to sleep for good. That is a 15?
5: Does it matter that he's behind cover?
1: I was going to say, do I technically have half cover right here? Oh, yeah, you have half cover. So you you technically have a plus two to your AC. That would be a 16. Okay. The first attack's going to miss. Loser. That's her turn. And that is finally the woman in the robe's turn. She is going to look at Xander. She is basically taking that wall of fog and she creates three little balls out of it, and she sends them your way. And while it's still like this black fog, it gets really hot. It almost looks like a meteor. Seems like it's creating flame. All three of these are going towards you. What's your AC? 14. So that is six. The first one misses. 22. Second one hits. 13. Wow, only one hit. And you're going to be taking nine fire damage from that one that hit you. Hot damn. Literally. And you can see these other two went behind you. There was a shelf here that had a bunch of plates and stuff on it, and she breaks one of those and it shatters like ceramic piece. I think I have to
5: make a concentration check. I have advantage, though. Yeah, and it's only a DC 10. Thank goodness I got an 11. The first one was a 1.
1: It's good you have so, forecaster. Oh
5: <laughs> and I must react a little bit with hellish rebuke.
1: Oh, okay.
5: So the first one hit Xander and the other two were like coming towards him and he just flicks open the chamber and just tries a swipe at the fire. Flicks that shit back in. It's the baddest assist he's ever looked. <laughs> <laughs> and uh just pulls the trigger back at the lady, which is a dex save of fourteen. It's an eight. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So two D ten of fire damage. Three D ten. Three D ten of fire damage.
3: Xander's about to kill someone again. Twenty-two
1: damage. Good
3: oh. God.
1: You send this thing right back at her, it catches her. Right in the chest, but you can see it almost burns her eyes out as it's so bright coming back to her, and she falls to the ground. <gasps> oh, shit. oh my god. god.
2: <laughs> Every time. Blueberry!
4: Um, I am Dire Wolf, and I'm going to skirt around this man to the opposite side. So I'm flanking with Jet. And because I have pack tactics and I have a friend within five feet of my enemy, I'll have advantage on biting his butt.
1: All right. Try to bite his ass.
4: Oh, those were bad. That was a 12.
1: 12 doesn't hit. He's got leather padding and the padding just happens to also be just a little bit on his booty.
4: (laughs) Can I see from here how the big doors are fastened closed?
1: It is a small chain.
4: What time of day is it now? Four o'clock. Nice and bright. Love that for us.
1: Sebastian, you are up. That do be me though. Can I see how the swordy boy is looking? He has gotten hit a little bit. Okay. He is ready to fight and he is angry. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna vicious mockery the the crossbow chick because because we're in a battle now. <laughs> it's personal. It's personal. Uh, So that's a wisdom save of 14 again. That's a 19. Dang it. Oh, that's it. That's all I got. I'm going to just duck behind my box again. That was a sad turn. (laughs) That is this guy's turn. He's dodging left and right. He got the wolf attack in his booty, though. He's going to turn back around to continue attacking you. It worked well the first time, and Jet hasn't hit him, so he's not too worried. (sighs) And you can see as he turns around, his eyes go wide as he sees his friend light in flame behind him. He's gonna do some attacks. Oh, I just crit.
4: Okay, fine.
1: <laughs> I would like to use my reaction to cutting words, his damage. Oh my god, it's still a D6. Five of that, please. Eight piercing and eight poison. And he's coming around again. And as he swings this second one, he's got anger in his eyes. And he goes, I will make you suffer for this. And I'll yell back, it was technically her fault. <laughs> That's only an 11 to hit.
4: I'm going to bite onto his sword and kind of throw it out of my range. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's still in his hand, but I'm going to throw it away from me.
1: Xander, you are up and chat, you're on deck. All right.
5: So I move the hex to the crossbow lady. I'm going to instead, I'm going to look at the chamber of the gun, and I'm going to go, huh, that was cool. And then see a smudge. So I'll spit on the chamber and rub it a little bit so that it's a little shiny, and flick it back closed, and this is going to be me doing sacred flame.
1: You get inspiration for that. That's yeah, funny. Yeah. man. <laughs>
5: okay. So yeah, it's a sacred flame. So it is another deck save on the lady. 19. That's it. That is that is a cantrip. So it does nothing else. Bummer.
4: But at least you got inspiration.
3: <laughs> yeah. Jet, you're up. All right. So I'm just going to, again, try to swing at him from behind. And let's see
1: what happens. 13. 13 doesn't hit this guy. oh my god poor jet he's just not connecting this time
3: there's too much dust in my eyes it's not clean in here question so i have shield master shove if you take an action on your turn you can use a bonus action to try to shove a creature within five feet of you with your shield
1: oh interesting
3: So I haven't used it before because I've always wanted them close by or, you know, I haven't had a reason to. But because she's right directly in front of me, if I shoved him with my shield right into her, would that cause damage to him and Blueberry or just him? Or would that do anything or no?
1: I think shoving a creature generally only moves them, either to knock it prone or push it away from you. Instead of making an attack roll, you make an athletics check contested by the target's athletics or dexterity check. You can either knock the target prone or push it five feet from you.
3: So as I'm swinging my hammer at him and I miss, I want to kind of like follow through with my other arm with the shield at his feet, like at his legs to try to sweep him.
1: Give me an athletics check. And he is using acrobatics. I got a 23, dude. Sorry. I just threw my dice. I'll be right back. Yeah. I got a nat 20 plus three.
3: I just put my foot in all the green beans and... (laughs) Oh. Oh. Why have your green beans on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this is a disaster. Why
5: didn't <laughs> you can't hear uh, us yet? Why didn't you put uh, the green beans on the table?
3: <laughs> uh, no, I got I got green beans and 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 honey mustard on my foot. Ew! <laughs> oh, I gotta wipe it off. I'm sorry.
5: Delicious.
1: That's someone's fetish. I got 21. Mm. Damn. He's able to jump over your shield as you're swinging it. God, man. That is the woman with the crossbow's turn. She hears what happened behind her. She is absolutely pissed. Xander just shot a chunk of flame back at her that she was able to dodge. She takes the crossbow again. Points it this time at Xander. And Xander, that is A. Cutting words. Okay, cutting words. I use my reaction for that guy. Coward! We were having something here! I got a 2. 13... Oh,
2: perfect.
1: Xander, this bolt looks like it's coming right for you. Sebastian yells in that direction, and it just pushes it slightly off course (laughs) right by your head. She is going to run over her friend and back into this doorway (gasps) that she came out of. She is still in range of Xander, and like Sebastian, you can see her but she is essentially now from where you are behind cover. Blueberry. Uh, This
4: guy's being so mean to me, so I'm gonna try to non-lethally bite him on his sword arm with back tactics. Heck yes, let's go. That is uh, 21 to hit.
1: Oh, definitely.
4: And from my bracelet, do I get plus one to the damage or just to hit? Yes. (gasps) Yes. Mm. That is seven piercing damage. And he needs to make a strength saving throw. Because I'm going to try to pull him to the floor. Eight. Ha ha! I yank him by the arm straight down so he lands prone.
1: This guy falls downward. You're able to grab him right on that arm. And basically, like, flip him over his own shoulder yes. onto the ground. I bark at him. Bark. Sebastian, your turn. Okay. I see my, my little 1v1 running away like a coward. So I'm going to turn and take that crossbow and try to just help Blueberry and Jet and take a shot at them. You will have disadvantage. Disadvantage? prone targets at range oh. are disadvantaged. Dang, I had no idea. I'm still going to do it because I just need to help. Swear to God, if you hit me. <laughs> 16. I rolled two 12s. 16 hits. Nice. Didn't expect that. I didn't either. <laughs> 10 piercing damage. Hell yeah. Holy Max shit. damage on that boy. Yeah, you get him good right in the stomach. You're actually just able to pierce right through a weak spot in the leather.
2: Oh, I'm sorry
1: about that, actually. <laughs> And then can I also use my bonus action for my last bit of bardic inspiration? Jet? Yeah? Your very first iteration of your autograph, what would it look like?
3: Um, it, I would just draw a little boulder. And then <laughs> a circle? I would just put a, a, yeah. I mean, like I would make like a squiggly circle with like a flatter bottom. And then I would just put a JC in it. <laughs>
1: Perfect. Um I'm gonna notice Jets just kinda whiffing over there and I, I wanna give him some inspiration. So I pull out a sticky note and I slap it onto Daisy and it's a picture of Jet's autograph that he gave me because I only had a sticky note available. And I'm gonna sing him a song because I haven't sung a song in a while, so we got Daisy. Right.
2: <laughs> Look at Jet's autograph! Every time I do it makes me laugh It's gonna bop you till you're dead And pop his signature right on your head That
3: <laughs> comes out hard with this I was not
2: expecting that Holy shit oh,
5: Incredible, incredible, 10 out of
1: 10 I've been working on my Nickelback impression you gave your inspiration. I'm giving mine. <laughs> you can take inspiration oh, for that because I liked it a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm crying. <laughs> well, that's this guy's turn. He's going to take half a smooth it standing no. up.
4: Oh, damn it. Waste.
1: I mean, you only made it harder for Sebastian. <laughs> he somehow still hit. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to stand up. He pushes himself up with his left hand as he swipes upward at you again, Blueberry, with his other hand. (sighs) That's a dirty 20. Oh, man. I can't help either. Can I uh, impose disadvantage? Second one is a 13.
4: No, just misses.
1: Uh (gasps) The disadvantage does it. Coming up from behind, Jet's able to just push him a little bit again, get him off balance but he is able to steal himself and come down for his second attack. And that one is a 15. Yeah. So you're taking four piercing damage and four poison damage.
4: I'm a very, very bloody looking wolf, but I don't look worried.
1: It shows up well in the white. Xander, that's you. You can see this woman with the crossbow just gets back through this doorway. There isn't actually a full on door here, so you can still see her. And she's ducking behind this corner. So she has a little bit of cover from where Sebastian is, but because of where you are, you can still see her full body. As well as you can see uh, across the room, Blueberry and Jet just fighting along with this uh, this guy. They really do be struggling over there. But I gotta
5: I gotta take <laughs> out this ranged this ranged chick. I don't trust her. She's trying to escape. So I'm gonna go for another heavy hitter. Let's let's do some Eldritch Blast. That's a twenty one. Ooh yeah. Hot damn, that's max. So 14 plus a D6.
4: You
1: got it.
5: Plus a six. So that's max
1: damage that I could have done. Wow. It goes right through the smoldering gaseous body. That is her friend who is just laying on the ground in front of her. And as your Eldritch Blast goes through that smoke, it seems to grab a little bit of it. And that it too impacts this woman. Is that all you're doing? I will. Is there any
5: broken pebbles from the wall to turn into magic stones?
1: How many do you have now? <laughs> we'll say the uh the ceramic plate that was dropped earlier. The little rounded pieces count as stones. Perfect. Chat, you're up. So
3: we. We're going to do the same thing, so I'm going to, one, swing the hammer down. I want to try to hit him in either the legs or the feet. Please. Oh, my God. Nine. Nine's not going to do it. (sighs) And then, with the other hand, with the shield in it, I'm going to go down with the same thing and try to knock him prone.
1: Dirty 20. (laughs) Oh, my God. You got to roll athletics. Please. (gasps) Ha <gasps> 18 god damn it close that is this crossbow lady's turn she's turning towards xander taking another shot that's an eight to hit that misses pretty widely you can see she isn't looking so great and she yells out el cal run she moves deeper into the lighthouse tower and you can see she goes through a door Blueberry, you're up. Sebastian, you're on deck.
4: Ugh, how rough is this guy looking? Pretty rough. I'm gonna try to bite him in the booty.
1: Go for the booty bite with advantage.
4: Oh, natural 20 with my pack tactics! Alright.
1: Lethally or non-lethally.
4: Non-lethally, of course. That's 12 piercing damage.
1: Blueberry, he's yours.
4: <laughs> I'm just gonna jump up to grab onto his sword arm again. And I'm like off the floor and kind of swinging around with his arm, swinging around to like yank his arm around himself and slam him down onto the floor. So he hits his head.
1: Ow. Yeah. Ow. This poor guy, you have to, like, run in between him and Jet, and you're just, like, pushing Jet out of the way.
4: Yeah, Jet definitely (laughs) has to duck to avoid me swinging over him.
1: (laughs) And you're able to smack him against the ground.
4: And then I immediately want to run towards that door.
1: You start running towards the door. You're able to get just about to the entryway.
4: Uh, wait, what's her speed? 50, I got 20 more feet. Oh, shit, you're able
1: to get into the entryway?
4: I didn't see what door she went in, though, so what do I see once I get inside?
1: There is a door to your left and to your right as you enter. On the right. So now you know it's on the right. You can see there is a door that is closed here.
4: From where I am, like, uh, five feet from it, is it possible to, like, push it open or no?
1: I mean, you could see it, and you haven't used a free action yet. It is not locked, and you can push it open.
4: I would just try to push open the door to see if I can see anything inside.
1: You see that there is a small room here. It's a small corner of this circular building. You can see she is running to another door. This is essentially like a round circle that has all of its four compartments blocked off by an extra door. There are three beds here made out of old rugs and sacks of flour. They're just badly made little beds. It looks like this is probably where these drow have been staying. And you can see her heading for another door. Uh, Sebastian, your turn. I am just going to use a nice little dash. Yeah, I'm going to use my dash to go 60 feet from my little hidey hole of boxes to the very entrance of the lighthouse portion of it. That's as far as I can go, but that's kind of where I want to be just so hopefully she doesn't get out. You're right up very close to Blueberry. You're rushing so quick. You kick a bunch of this hay and it goes all over the rest of this room Ooh. as you're just running recklessly. I'm going to look down to my left and just see the dead body and just turn around and be like,
5: Fuck it, Sander! <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> she did it. Sander, <laughs> that's your turn. I guess I will dash and get in the same room as her. You can dash through. You just have to push by Sebastian and Blueberry. Okay, I will go right next to her, and then I can't do anything else. So I'm just like, hey.
1: So you're right next to her. Blueberry's just a little bit behind you. Sebastian's just a little bit behind that. And Jet, it's your turn. Let's figure out where you end up. So I got,
3: I got the sorty guy in front of me, unconscious. I'm just going to take my hammer and boop him on the head really lightly. I gotcha.
1: (laughs) Finally landed something against this guy. (laughs) Just a nice little boop on the head.
3: (laughs) While they are all running towards her, I take some rope out of my bag and just tie him up. And then I am going to just move 30 feet towards everyone else.
1: That is this woman's turn. Xander, she knows she's behind you. She's still got her crossbow out. She's just running. She's going to take the disengage action, so she's going to dodge around you. You can see that she has run further into this building. You can see she's past the second quarter of this lighthouse, and finally, you can see that she has gotten out of your view. Blueberry, you're up.
4: I'm just going to dash or at least run through that door. I'm right up behind her in the next room. I'll use 10 more feet to get around her. There's another door and there's stairs down?
1: Yes, the stairs go downward. Oh, And there is another door here that goes into where the hole in the ground from earlier in the second floor led to. So this is where there is that pulley system to bring things upward.
4: I'm basically going to be standing right in front of her, between her and the stairs down. I'm going to try to do the same maneuver. I'm going to try to go for her crossbow arm and bring her down to the ground. Don't have pack tactics this time, and I rolled a three, so I'm going to use my inspiration that I forgot what I got it for, and I'm going to try again. Yes, dirty 20.
1: Dirty 20 hits.
4: That's 11 piercing.
1: Blueberry. Blueberry. (laughs) <laughs> She's yours. Hell yeah.
4: Yes, I do the same thing. Except now that we're like in a, a a smaller room, I'm gonna like run across the walls behind her as I wrap her up in her oh, own God. arm and then pounce down to the ground to bring her down non lethally.
1: Non lethally running against these walls, bring her right down. Head cracks against the stone, knocks her unconscious, and we are out of initiative. <sighs>
4: I'm going to immediately turn back into elven form and start rifling through her pockets.
1: You're rifling through her pockets? I'm just going to imagine you're you're rifling through all the pockets?
4: If, I, if other people show up to me, I'd be like, check the other ones.
1: I
3: was going to say, while I see them checking them, I was going to go back to the other guy, the other unconscious man that I tied up and just check him.
5: I don't want to touch a dead body. I got that one. It was her fault, guys. I just ping-ponged
1: it back. So... Give me Investigation, everyone who's looking at bodies.
4: I've got one.
1: I'm helping Blueberry. Sebastian's helping Blueberry, so she gets advantage. Oh my god. Two. I got a six.
4: Twelve.
3: We all rolled like ass. I'm about to throw my dice out the window.
1: All together, you find three vials of poison along the various satchels that they have on them.
2: 480 gold
1: Sebastian while you are looking at this body with Blueberry you can see that this woman when she was taking her crossbow shots in her right hand was the crossbow and she had been crossing it over top of her left hand along one of the bracers that has a brace for a crossbow (gasps) interesting Blueberry I don't know if you were paying attention because you were a wolf but was
4: she like she's steadying that thing on her arm? I don't know. I, I never was dealing with this lady. Sander?
2: Yo. Did you see it?
5: I'll be honest, I wasn't paying that close attention. <laughs> I was I was getting shot at, so I was just like, yeah, and then
1: I'm going to take it off her anyway. These are Hales crossbow bracers. They are leather braces that have a notch cut into them for holding a crossbow steady on the forearm. They give you plus 1 to hit and damage with crossbows.
2: Ooh. Ooh. Okay.
1: Okay.
4: I'm gonna split up 120 gold each.
2: Thank you. Got
4: it. This is probably Fred Ben's money. Fred
5: Ben. Should we give it back to him?
4: No, he was a dick.
5: Somebody grab some teeth.
4: Oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was just gonna say.
4: Wait, from the dead one, right? Not from the still living one. Yeah. Oh
5: yeah, yeah that's should... <laughs>
1: probably the best idea.
5: I'll I'll grab the teeth. <laughs> Not my first time prospecting someone's mouth. There's
4: also ears on the one that's dead. Should we just take the whole
3: head at this point? Oh, God. Oh, my God. It might be a little crispy. Jet, stop it.
1: I'm not cutting off someone's head. (laughs) Xander, while you are looking at the the dead one, the mage, the one that was in a robe, you see the other two were just wearing leather. She had this, like, kind of fancy cloak thing on. You did burn her a bit. And you can see that the rest of her clothes burnt. This cloak didn't seem to singe all that much. It seems like this cloak might be a little special. <gasps> oh, this doesn't feel right, but I can't fight the drip. Um, so I'll I'll take the robe off. I should say this is more of a cloak than a robe. Like, okay, good. you're not just disrobing this woman <laughs>
2: down to her underwear. <laughs> <and it sucks. laughs>
1: this is Seldesmere's Piwafwi. <clears throat> A what Excuse now? Z- Zelda's weird milswafwi. What was that? Zelda's weird falafel.
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's write that down.
1: Oh, Zelda's mirrors piwafwi. Piwafwi. This is a cloak of Elven kind. but drauvian kind. Whenever someone is wearing this cloak with its hood up, perception checks made to see them have disadvantage. And you have advantage on stealth checks made to hide. And the cloak's colors shift to camouflage you. Pulling the hood up or down requires an action.
4: Does it require attunement?
1: It does. How long does that take?
4: Hour.
5: Ooh. Aw, oh, damn. Dripped out. Mm.
4: That's hype. So who's going to be hiding the most? Or do we just give it to Jet since he would have disadvantage all the time? Mm.
1: That's smart. How often are we hiding, though? We were just We just hidden. hid just now. Yeah, but compared to creeping, I feel like that's the first time we've hid. We can draw straws later. I lied. You're going to get advantage on all stealth checks that require vision.
3: <gasps> mm. So it would be best if I took it then, right?
4: Yeah, unless we got someone else creeping forward to like scout. And we want to give it to them because they're going to be doing more stealth checks in general. Mm-hmm. But we don't typically do that. Jet, I think you should take this. Okay. Take their weapons, just so when they wake up. We'll say
1: he's got an extra dagger.
3: Oh, <gasps> perfect. Going to throw it towards Xander.
4: Jesus Christ. Not- Jet, <laughs> my aim's good.
2: Roll attack.
4: Roll to not attack.
3: I roll the a nine.
5: I don't know what would be with the dagger. Oh, perfect. All right, I catch it. I'm fucking <laughs> just right out of the air. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Blueberry, you go around taking their weapons away.
4: I'll take the sword, and I guess I'll take a crossbow. I don't. I've never had a crossbow.
1: I don't even know if I can use it. Join me. It's just a little hand crossbow. It's nothing huge. I'm
3: going to take the two chairs from the table with all the reading material on it. I'm going to put both of the bodies on the chairs to sit them up.
1: Yeah, it takes you a minute because you got to drag them and and move them around. They're unconscious. You know, dead weight is a lot. We should put them under the hay. Why?
5: So we, they're hidden in case anyone else comes through. Well, what if we want to talk to them? Then we'll pull them out of the hay. We can put the dead girl in the hay. I'm just saying, like, do we want to try and talk, like, wake these people up and talk to them? Or do you want to just, like, explore this place? Because I feel like we can explore, learn a lot from just, like, looking around. Yeah.
4: I still want to look at that desk. Actually, I'm going to take the short sword instead because I, I play with this crossbow and I'm like, I don't get it. And then I throw it down and then I'll take the short <laughs> sword instead. And I want to start uh looking through this desk.
1: I'm going to call Xander into this room, and then I'll let you guys do your thing. Blueberry, you go over to the notes. There are a couple different sheets here, notes and stuff. There are some shipping schedules, a lighthouse schedule. There's like a calendar, and there are, Blueberry, you can read this, (gasps) in Elvin, there are instructions with how to keep the lighthouse going, when to start it, and how to start it. And there are specific instructions on how to start it while it's still light out, while staying underneath the tarps.
4: Mm-hmm. And what time does it say to start it?
1: It's spring, so like 6.30 p.m.
4: And it's four something right now?
1: Yeah. One shipping schedule you see is highlighted more than the others. It is in a language that you do not understand and also in Elvish. What? This has detailed times, all night time of shipments, and includes shipping manifests for previous deliveries. The most recent delivery says, 10 barrels of whale oil, a case of bronze nails, a case of red potatoes, a case of white onions, and two cases of blueberries. Oh my god. <laughs> and there is also... A small note here that's been like torn from a journal. And it says, The tears must be doused when you run out of product. This is in common.
4: Showing that to everyone. I'm going to take at least that. Is it safe to assume that the barrel, there are 10 barrels in the main room and a case that could maybe hold nails?
1: There are lots of these barrels. There doesn't seem to be 10. You can see the date on this shipping manifest was a few days ago, if not like more like a week. You saw these like very specific barrels that were created in like a very specific way.
4: I'm going to pop one of those open, the bronze barrels.
1: You're able to pop one of those open, and it smells blubbery and oceany, and it is oily. Ew,
4: whale oil. Oh, I close it, and I feel sad. Hey, guys, what's in this last room? Did you find anything in there?
1: Uh there's a pulley system. We're gonna ride it.
4: Oh.
1: Um, hold on.
4: There are stairs.
1: This looks more fun. <laughs> Sebastian, you can actually see here there is another barrel in here. I'ma hop in the pulley. Sandra, can you pull me up? Up
5: or down. It only goes up. Oh, alright. I'm gonna tell Namora to go in the thing with him so that Sebastian can talk to me in case he oh, gets wait. out of range.
1: Or you could come in and Namora could pull us.
5: He's so small, bro. I don't think he can do the thing. So I'm going to hit the crank. That sounds like a dance move.
1: <laughs> it's basically just a hand crank, and it's really not hard. There's enough pulleys here that take all the weight off, because they do have to bring some heavy shit up there. Mm-hmm. Sebastian, you go. It's only about 15, 20 feet. It's really not that high, and you end up in the area that Xander was seeing earlier with the cage and all of the tarps and stuff above. I'd like to just walk up the stairs, I guess. (laughs) You do so. It's a couple dozen stairs. It's not that far. You see Sebastian struggling to get out of this crate as it's still swinging from the ropes. Can, Can you give me a hand? I don't want to fall back down. Bro, you are
5: covered in grease. Jesus Christ.
2: There's a lot of whale oil in here.
5: Yeah, all right. So what do we see up here? There's the cage. There's no folks, right?
1: No, there's no people here. There's more barrels of whale oil and there are stairs continuing to go up. And this is where you see all those tarps. All right, let's keep going up. You go up, you get to a point only about seven, eight feet up where there's tarps that you have to, like, move through. But as you do so, you move these tarps and continue upward, and you are at the top of the lighthouse. You're hearing waves. It's salty up here, and uh, this is open to the outside. And this is where you can see these barrels of whale oil go into this mechanism, and they light the barrel, and it concentrates a flame, and then it has this mirror that goes back and forth in, like, a half circle. You can see it moves to move the flame light out across the sea. Hmm.
5: All right. Well, this is less exciting than I thought it would be. Going back down. All the way back down to the main floor.
1: If if he says nothing exciting was up there, I'm gonna follow him back down.
5: All right, y'all. There's nothing up there, but there's still a basement. Y'all want to check that out?
4: Yes. Um, I want to make sure we've hidden the bodies. Oh, right. At least out of the way. I think the dead one in the hay is probably good. You need to get more control over your power.
5: That one wasn't. I'm I'm telling you, that one was not me.
4: She blew herself up.
5: Well, like, I, it was more like she sent a thing at me, and I just kind of, like, ping-ponged it back. But it was badass because I got to use the gun for it. It was cool, I promise.
4: Well, sounds like you did it.
5: I'm not taking responsibility for this one.
1: Who kills people, <laughs> the gun or the person? In this case, it's the
5: gun, as far as I can tell.
4: <laughs> so maybe we need to take that gun away from you.
5: No, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why don't we just lay the rest of the unconscious people on their makeshift beds, then they just look like they're sleeping. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
4: yeah, the dead one too. No, she's burnt.
5: I'm burnt and like partially <laughs> naked now.
4: Not naked. It's just an outer layer.
5: Let's
1: uh, let's hit the basement. There was nothing upstairs, but like a, a way to uh, light the lighthouse.
4: Ooh, I want to go upstairs real quick and tear down the tarps.
1: You do so. just It takes a moment. It's actually really easy once you notice that they're all hung by a few things of rope. So, like, you can just take two or three of these ropes down, and they basically take all the tarps down.
4: And I'll take the rope.
1: Okay, yeah, you take some rope. And it's really bright up here now.
4: Yeah, okay.
1: There's a lot of natural light coming in.
4: All right, heading down.
1: This staircase slowly goes downward, and then it starts to wind. It goes much deeper than what you would have thought from the surface. Such a large tower and such a dangerous place needs a deep and strong foundation if it's going to stand up to all of those waves and all that wind. And as you approach the last few stairs,
4: We're being quiet now. We are stealthing.
1: You see that there is a small room down here with extra stone materials from long past when the lighthouse was created. There's picks, shovels, other digging materials still strewn about and a large chunk of stone wall broken, revealing a dark system of caves underneath Faramore. Uh-huh. On the ground of the cave tunnel before you are drag marks. And for today, that's a wrap. Oh, Ugh. Drag marks? Freaking draggy boys. Getting dragged out here, son. Damn. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you in one week for Behind the Scenes if you join us over on patreon.com slash castparty and we can talk about this was not how I expected this to go. What else is new? (laughs) Bye. 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 Uh, Bye. bye. Patreon.com slash castparty is where you'll find loads of exclusive content from the cast and crew. Behind the Scenes drops the Monday after every single cast party episode where you can hear more about our conspiracy theories, our thoughts on our story, and behind the scenes info you won't get anywhere else. The After Party drops the first of every month for our patrons and is a crazy series where we go through ridiculous one shots or mini series. And I promise you, if you loved our free episode of Yeral's Super Happy Fun Murder Dungeon, you will adore what we've got waiting for you. So, head on over to patreon.com slash castparty to become an official part of our casts and crew. You'll also receive access to our community Discord, where we host live listening parties with all of us on the release night of every Cast Party episode, as well as entry into our merch giveaway that we do at the end of every single episode. Speaking of, this episode's merch giveaway winner is... Ashley! But hey, if you want some merch for yourself to rock around Fendrea, head on over to cast-party.myshopify.com. Shirts, stickers, water bottles, and so much more coming soon. Thank you all again for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks to see what lies in the Underdark.
2: See ya!
3: Yeah, so next we gotta go to the, uh...
4: Insomniac. Insomnia cookies.
3: Insomniacs. Next, we have to go to the Insomniacs. So, should we make our way over to the Insomniacs' house? Yeah. Let's hit it.
1: I'm just going to tell you right now, there's absolutely nothing there, so don't go there because it's going to be a waste of time. Okay.
3: Well, we had we had we we were planning on walking through there. Should we just walk by? For story purposes, we walked
5: through and saw nothing, and now we're on our way to the lighthouse. Uh-huh. Be- because Colin told the group here, but our party <laughs> does not know anything, so.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I did say it was right down the road, if we want to just go off the yeah.
4: Hey, DM, we walk up to the Insomniac's house and we knock on the door. What happens? There's
1: a, a little girl who shows up, and she's like, Daddy left home without me. Uh, what? That That's a whole other quest on its <laughs> own right there.
2: <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, bloody hell, guys. I told you I was drunk. Those eight-foot-tall drow came out of nowhere. Ebab Flo, you really think you could have done any better? You were six beers deep by the time I got in that day. You don't even remember what day it happened. How you gonna rough up them drow? And Saint Love, you really think that you could have done any better? You can't even get the dart in the wall when you're sober. Ha! How you think you're gonna fight back against a nine-foot-tall elf? Yes, I said nine-foot-tall, fire. I'm telling you, he was that big. I understand I was probably a bit slouched from all these rum and whiskey mixed drinks Sean de Jesus made. But can you blame me? It was Wednesday. Eric Five, you understand, right? You've always been a Wednesday man yourself. I have seen how much you put back on a celebrating day and what a celebration it was. Do you guys remember Rosendo getting up onto that there balcony and nosediving right into the table? Still hasn't finished paying it off yet. Don't y'all worry. I plan on getting me revenge on those drow folks.
0: Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.